what up, what up? It's me. It's your boy. It's your host. <sighs> I'm sorry, guys. I'm not coming today with a lot of energy, sadly. I'm very heartbroken. As you can hear my cat, he's heartbroken too. What's up, bud? Daddy's recording his podcast. What do you want? He's just here. No, I don't think so, sir. Get your asshole out of my face. Alrighty, guys. Well, might as well go ahead and get into it. I'm also laying on my bed, so if you hear me shuffling around, this is going to be a wonky episode. More wonky in the sense that I'm just kind of freeballing it. I'm not going with the script or going with the any notes or anything like that. It's been a very uh, uneventful week. I know I said I was going to start like a new a new habit, which I am, I am, but really nothing nothing interesting happened this week. Or at least nothing interesting nothing interesting or noteworthy enough for me to really talk about. You know, haven't really done a whole lot. Haven't been on my phone really a whole lot this past week. Uh, this past week was Thanksgiving, so first and foremost, uh, I do hope all of you guys had an amazing Thanksgiving. Um, I know I sure did. You know, so, um, yeah. Got to hang out with my immediate family, got to hang out with my in-laws, um, you know, so that was really good. Had a very classic Thanksgiving day. Lunch with my family, then dinner with her family, her family, Leslie's family. Um, you know, so... So it was pretty good. I hope you guys had a wonderful turkey day. Great. Now my cat has the zoomies. But um, I'm going to go ahead and get into it because it's really the only thing on my mind. Um, yesterday, today is Sunday. So yesterday was the game. The game. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you can hear my cat in the background. Uh, but yesterday was the game, Ohio State versus Michigan. That team up north, TTUN. The biggest game in college football, the biggest game in sports, the biggest rivalry in sports. Um, every year, it's the only game I look forward to every single season, every single year. It's the best game. I mean, there's just something about it. There's just something about the rivalry. You know what I mean? Like, and... I don't know. I just, I love it. It's just a tradition. It's a tradition. Well, might as well get to it. Ohio State lost. Unfortunately, the Buckeyes lost to our biggest rivals. And everything was on the line, man. Everything. In college football, I mean, in college football, every single week is very, very important. Especially when you're a top team like Ohio State. You know, because, you know, not until the second half of the season when they start doing the official rankings, but throughout the throughout the year, you know, from the beginning of the season, since week one, you have the Associated Press, the AP poll, you have the coaches poll, you know, you have these polls that are ranking the teams based on their performances, based on their wins and everything like that. And then when the committee gets involved, the committee just gets so meticulous when looking at the teams to put into the playoffs. I'm pretty sure I've talked about this for hours upon hours in, in other episodes. But 
you know, it, I'm going to talk about it again. I'm going to rant about it again. Now, before I even get into the game itself, you guys know I talked about this. I didn't see big things from Ohio State happening this year. I did say that, you know, we could lose every single game, but as long as we beat Michigan, then we had a decent then we had a good year. Well, I'm officially chalking this year up as a not good year because we didn't beat Michigan. Yeah, sure. After that loss to Oregon, we bounced back. You know, we started kicking ass. We started playing like Ohio State should be playing. CJ Stroud, our quarterback, he started developing into a into a decent, you know, freshman quarterback. He's a freshman. That's something I had to constantly remind myself throughout the years. Through all his little mistakes, through his little quirks and everything, I constantly had to tell myself, he is a freshman. He's a redshirt freshman. This is his first time. He's taking he's taking over at the starting quarterback position from Justin Fields. You know what I mean? Like, he's coming in, he's filling in huge shoes, which Justin Fields filled huge shoes before him and so on and so forth you know the starting quarterback position at Ohio State is such a huge role to take on especially as a freshman that's rowdy but I've talked about it a million times CJ Stroud I just I I 100% I I don't trust him 100% yet I can't it's impossible to he doesn't know how to maneuver out of the pocket he doesn't know he doesn't know how to think on his feet. He still has a habit of overthrowing passes. You know, his offensive line can only do so much. And that's and that's another little thing that I'm going to get into as well. But, you know, it's just he my main complaint with CJ Stroud, he doesn't fucking run the ball. A few weeks ago, he did an interview where they were talking to him about like, hey, well, you know, Ohio State quarterbacks are notorious for being good runners and this, this, and that. And he was all like, oh, he's like, well, that's not my job. If I was supposed to be a runner, I'd be a running back. I think that's a very pretentious thing to say because he's not an elite quarterback as of yet. You know what I mean? I just don't think that he's, I don't think he's done enough to start talking that way. But no. Running, being a quarterback, you're the go-to guy. You're the guy. You can set the tempo. You can change the pace. You control the game. You control the game from your one position. There's been hundreds upon hundreds of plays. Maybe that number is exaggerated for you technical folk. But there's been so many times in every single game where he doesn't have a he doesn't have an open receiver but he has room to run he'll just throw the ball away it's like it's like if Ryan Day our head coach says okay th- we're going to be doing this passing play it's like CJ Stroud has it in his head oh coach said it's a passing play i can't run i have to pass the ball he doesn't fucking run he's got wheels on him when he gets a little bit when he gets a little opening and he kind of he decides to finally put some feet work, he gets a little speed. But it's like like I forgot which game it was. I think it was against Penn State. It was 3 and 1. They drop back to do a passing play and he has nobody opening and he has he has nobody open as a receiver, but he has the room to run and he just throws the ball away. And it's like what the fuck was that? 
Like, he could have at least just gotten the first down. You know what I mean? But no, he, I don't know what it is. Hopefully Ryan Day, hopefully, you know, that the offensive coordinator and all of that, hopefully they get it into his head like, bro, you need to run the ball. And I hope that's something that gets really developed in this offseason because then definitely the other teams will not be expecting a run game from C.J. Stroud. So, anyway, I digress. I'm going to be digressing a lot, so I apologize. The game. I said, our season will be A-OK in my eyes as long as we win the game. But we didn't. And this and this is why I'm double furious with this game. Actually, I may I may even be triple furious. Hell, I don't know. I'm just overall furious. One, we lost to our biggest rival. That that's what hurts the most. Oh, but look on the upside, David. You know, this is Jim Harborough, the coach of Michigan's first win against Ohio State in six years. Yeah, that's fine. I get it. He's one in five against Ohio State as of now. He's one in five. We've beaten Michigan every single year for the past 10 years. Awesome. Or nine years. It's been 10 years since they beat us. Well, now that resets because of yesterday. But anyway, um, it just sucks. I I never wanted Harborough to win a game against Ohio State. You know, Michigan's not a bad team. I'm always going to say they suck. I'm always going to talk shit about them because they're our rival. It's in my blood to hate Michigan. I've been conditioned and raised to hate Michigan, to hate the color yellow and blue, to hate the Wolverines, to hate any player from Michigan. You know, it's it's been ingrained in my soul since I was born. It's in my blood, my DNA. So that's what sucks. That's what fucking sucks. We lost to our rival. Oh, I've seen I've seen Ohio State lose to Michigan before. It's just been a very long time. So it's just kind of like, damn it. You hate to see it, especially after so many years of success. This is Ryan Day's second game against Michigan. So he's one and one against Michigan. Okay. That's not bad, you know what I mean? It's not, you know, Michigan fucking coward. You know, they they chickened out last year, so they didn't play us last season. They conveniently all got COVID a few days before the game. Oh, how how inconspicuous or how conspicuous, whatever you whatever the correct grammar is there. So Ryan Day should be two and one against, you know, Michigan. But at the same time, Jim Harbaugh is still only one and five, but more on Jim Harborough in a minute. So that's what sucks. One, we lost, we lost to our biggest rival. Two, it just it halts our season. It it completely ends our season. You know, after we lost to Oregon, I said, okay, the committee, the people who picked the teams for the playoffs, Every year they find they find reasons not to put Ohio State not to put Ohio State into the playoffs. Oh, you know, they played a so-so schedule. Oh, they did this, oh, they did that. Oh, 
you know, they didn't dominate the game, all they didn't have control, all they struggled, all this. You know, there's always so much nitpicking about Ohio State. So after we lost to Oregon, I was like, oh yeah, forget it. Like it's, you know, this season's over. Well, overall, you know, this season has been very wonky. You know what I mean? You got Alabama, lost to Texas A&M. You got Cincinnati going undefeated. You know what I mean? Like you just, you have, you know, you have Michigan State, Penn State, Iowa. You had all of these other teams kind of fluctuating in and out of the top five. So just teams that we're not accustomed to seeing every single year. This was a very, very competitive year for college football in the top 10. You know what I mean? Like just very, very interesting. So that kind of helped Ohio State a little bit. And then after that Oregon loss, boom, Ohio State kicked it into gear. Then they started really kicking ass. Hell, after that Michigan State game, C.J. Stroud became the front runner for the Heisman. Well, he's definitely not going to be a front runner after after this game this past week. But you know what I mean? Like it's just crazy to think that C.J. Stroud he struggled so like so badly in the beginning of the season, ended up becoming a front runner for the Heisman. That's bonkers. Like that to me, that's bonkers because I'm still not sold on CJ Stroud. I don't want to call myself a CJ Stroud fan yet. Do I hope he you know and also to that the caveat, do I think he's gonna win? No. I think you got that guy from Alabama who's probably gonna win it. You know what I mean? But would I wanna see CJ Stroud win? Fuck yeah, he's a buckeye. I always want to see my buckeyes get the best. You know what I mean? Even though we lost, I would, I would, oh my God, I would be ecstatic if Ohio State made it to the playoffs. I want Ohio State in the playoffs because I still think we have a very great team, but we're not going to. Oh, well. And even if we were to make the playoffs, we would get our asses kicked by Georgia, you know, (laughs) like Georgia would kick the shit out of us, hands down. Hell, I think Cincinnati could give us a run for our money too. Anyway. Anyway, we needed to win. The, everything was on the line for Ohio State with this game against Michigan. Well, technically for both teams. I mean, it was everything was on the line for both teams. Because whoever won against Ohio State versus Michigan goes to the Big Ten Championship, goes to the Conference Championship. Well, Ohio State lost, so now Michigan is in. Michigan's going to be playing Iowa. For the Big Ten Championship. That could have been Ohio State, man. Iowa Iowa's decent. But I guarantee you, Ohio State would have fucking crushed them. Michigan is probably going to do pretty well against them. I don't think they're going to dominate or anything like that. But I think they're going to hold their own. But next Saturday, I'm an Iowa Hawkeye fan. I'm hoping Iowa can pull up an upset. So next week, you got the Big Ten Championship, Michigan versus Iowa. Now Ohio State, that's our regular season. Boom, that's it. We're just like every other Big Ten school. Boop. Gone. No conference game. We're done. Then whoever wins the, well, not Iowa. Iowa's nowhere near playoff contention, but... So that was going to be the thing. So whoever wins between Ohio State and Michigan goes to the conference game. And then whoever wins that conference game is more than likely getting that fourth spot in the playoffs. 
that's just typically what the that's what the committee likes to see. The committee wants to see, okay, how how well did they do? How how did they close out the season? Did they win their conference? Because if if you like, so if they got two teams, one won the conference, one didn't. Boom! That conference winning team is going to go in hands down. That's what makes it crazy because next Saturday it's going to be Georgia versus Alabama. Alabama already has one loss. They they barely beat Auburn last night in their rivalry game in the Iron Bowl. They went into four overtimes, which is nuts. So that right there, to me, that speaks loud to the committee. You had already had a one-loss Alabama, struggled against Auburn. They couldn't play to that expectation that Alabama is used to. That's already red flag, you know, number one or number two, depending on how much you hate Alabama. But you know what I mean? Like, that already speaks louder to me. And then they're going to be playing Georgia next Saturday? Oh, yeah. Alabama's out of the top four for sure. For sure. So, since we're not playing the conference game, we don't have a chance to make it to to make it to the playoffs actually because let me see while i'm recording right now oh no where is it let's see let's see live on camera on camera let's see where ohio state put in the ap poll now granted the ap poll is not the official rankings this is just kind of a precursor to what to expect on tuesday so number one georgia no no surprise there Number two, Michigan, because since they beat the number two Buckeyes, they jump up. Number three, Cincinnati. Number four, Alabama. Let's see, Ohio State jumped. Ohio State ranked seventh in the AP poll. So we dropped down five spots. That one one loss kicked us down five spots. And again, this isn't the official rankings yet. The official rankings come out Tuesday. So we'll see what happens on Tuesday. But like I said, all year, the AP poll is a good precursor to the official rankings. And it just sucks. Like I said, I've already said it several times. It just sucks to see Ohio State work their ass off to get back in that playoff picture. And then, boom, it all just comes crumbling down. We're still going to get a good bowl game. We're probably still going to go to the Rose Bowl. It'll probably be, well, because who does the Rose Bowl do? It's it's the Big Ten. The Big Ten always goes to the Rose Bowl. So the Rose Bowl committee is going to be all like, oh, shit, Ohio State's up for grabs. Yep, let's put them in. And then it's the Pac-12. Oh, shit. So, well, yeah, we'll probably play Oregon again. Which I'm not mad at that. That's a That'd be a decent game. Because, I mean, we only lost to Oregon by a touchdown. Or like a touchdown and some change. We lost we lost to them less than 10 points, if I remember the score correctly. So I think that would be a good way to avenge ourselves. Yeah, so I think, I think we'd make the Rose Bowl. We'll make a pretty decent bowl game. We'll make one of the more important ones. You know, not like the Alamo Bowl or something like that. But yeah, I think we'll go to the Rose Bowl, which is still, it's a decent one. You know, this happened to us in 2019, just a couple years ago. You know, we 
we didn't make the playoffs. We unfortunately, I think we were ranked fifth, you know, at the end of the season. So we we're like, ah, damn it. We were one spot away from the playoffs. So we ended up going into the Rose Bowl, which is okay. Because <laughs> I'm fairly confident we'll do good in the bowl game. You know what I mean? That gives, you know, that gives us a few weeks for for everyone just to calm down, relax, you know, kind of get reset and everything. So I'm I'm okay with that. But we'll see what happens. Uh we'll see what happens on next Sunday. Next Sunday is the official these are the playoffs. The actual playoff selection is next Sunday after all the conference games. So next Saturday I'm going for Georgia and I'm going for Iowa, you know, Bulldogs and Hawkeyes. You know what I mean? So I'm pulling I'm pulling for them because if Iowa beats Michigan, Michigan's definitely not going into the playoffs. I will I will probably jump off my balcony if I see if I see Michigan make the playoffs. It's just going to hurt me that much. But then I'm going to feel so much happier seeing seeing them lose in the playoffs. That's going to be, you know, better too, but whatever. Um, and then, yeah, so after this, but I mean, probably for the season, I think I've said it, but I, I strongly believe Georgia is going to win the championship this year. You know, I think, I think the squad that they have, they're just the complete overall team. They're dominant on defense and they're dominant on offense. You know, they, they just have that complete package and I just don't see the, I don't see the season ending any other way. I see Georgia taking it all, you know, I just, I think that's what's going to happen, which I mean, I've never, I've never had any bad blood against Georgia. You know what I mean? Um, They've always been a very, they've been a very confident team. They've been very wholesome or what do you call it? They've been very humble. They don't brag. Their fan base isn't annoying like Alabama or anything like that. So, you know what I mean? Like I'd be okay with Georgia winning. I'm, I'm totally okay. Totally content with that. But anyway, Let's talk about the game itself. This is probably going to be a very football-heavy episode, BT-dubs. Like I said, I'm not really following a script or an outline or anything, so this is all straight from the hip. So, the game itself. I knew it was going to be a back and forth. I didn't think it was going to be a blowout one way or the other, but, man, we just, our defense just did not want to try at all. Our offensive line, we didn't get any tackles for loss. No tackles for loss the entire game. We only got credited with two quarterback hurries. We only pressured the quarterback twice yesterday? That's ridiculous. We got one interception. That was the only big play our defense could put up all game. Michigan exposed our defense. They they watched tape. They came prepared. They found our weakness and they fucking exposed us. And then you look at the other side of the ball. Then you look at our offense. Surprisingly, yesterday, CJ Stroud wasn't the problem. Our offensive line just could not protect him. You have two of the best pass rushers in the nation on Michigan's team, you have two of those guys coming from both ends of the line, it's going to be hard. It's hard to, like, you know, look at Chase Young. When we had Chase Young, teams struggled to contain one 
elite pass rusher. Let alone two pass rushers coming at you from both sides. That's rowdy. That's brutal. I already knew it was going to be a tough game. Poor CJ Stroud got sacked. I I know for sure three, but I think I think he got sacked four times yesterday. But either way, he had Wolverines in his face all game long. CJ Stroud couldn't couldn't even get time to get to a receiver. And then just again, all, like it never it never failed. At least twice a drive, fucking number seventy nine on our on our offensive line false start. Pen just such boneheaded penalties ruined that. Like just boneheaded penalties. Beer, stop chewing on my foot. Like just such like rookie mistakes, like high school level mistakes. You know what I mean? It's not the false start where you, you know, you lose track of the count. It's like the false start where he just, he would look up or he would move his arm. Like he would flinch his arm and stuff. Like, man, come on, dude. And then, yeah, you know, my dad, my dad, the main critique that he has with CJ Stroud is that CJ Stroud doesn't show any emotion. He doesn't like that. He doesn't he doesn't like that CJ Stroud always looks calm and collected. <clears throat> that doesn't bother me too much per se. What bothers me is the fact that yeah, he doesn't get fired up. Like he wasn't on the sideline like when it came to the fourth quarter. We started creeping up a little bit. We started kind of we're like we're not going down without a fight, you know what I mean? We got a touchdown, we started, you know, we Held them back a little bit, you know, but CJ Stroud was just on the sideline watching the game. You know what I mean? Like he should have been over there, like firing them up. Like, come on, guys, give me a chance. Let me give me an opportunity. Let's try to beat these assholes. No, he's just there just watching the game, sitting on the bench, watching the game, just waiting for his turn to go back out on the field. You know, I'm just like, damn it, Stroud. But he tried. I mean, he he was fine. Oh, you know what? Speaking about his running in the fourth quarter, he was able to run it in for a touchdown, but it ended up coming back because number fucking 79 got caught holding. And it was just like, damn it. And CJ Stroud, too, was like, dog. Like, he, he ran. I think it was like an 11-yard run, and he got a touchdown, and he fucking had to come back. Like, just shit like that. But no, man, uh, you know, Michigan, you know, credit where credit's due. Michigan ran through us like nothing. They chopped us up, you know. Their pass game was decent. Their pass game, you know, uh, we, you know, they threw it in the air a few times. But it's like on the ground game, they beat us on the ground. There was one fight that did break out in the middle of the game, uh, which is pretty cool. I always like seeing that. My dad hates it. My dad hates seeing the fights. He just thinks it's childish. But in a game like this, I expect a fight. Because if you're fighting, if you're getting into altercations with the other team in this game, in a rivalry game, that shows you're passionate about this sport. It shows you're dedicated to this team. So that's what I like. I like the rivalry. I like the game because it always gets heated like that, you know? So yeah, there was one, there was one skirmish in the game. That was pretty dope. So, but it is what it is, man. You know, it is superstitious as, you know, we are when it comes to that. We did, 
we did everything we could. We wore the same, you know, we wore the same clothes. We got the same meal, you know, we did what we could. But, you know, just I guess the universe just had Ohio State like, hey, this is, you know, this is not y'all's time. So, oh, well. What, what I will not admit, though, is, or will I will not condone, Jim Harborough wins the game. Then he goes out to the press conference, and he starts talking shit left and right. You know, he starts doing all of this stuff, and he starts bashing Ryan Day. You know, he what was his little quip? He was all like, oh, some people... Uh, some people, some people wake up on third base thinking they hit a triple when in reality they didn't something like that, something along, he made like a baseball euphemism or a baseball metaphor, you know, and then that's how he ended his, you know, his press conference. Fuck you. Jim Harborough was the biggest crybaby little bitch in all of college football. Anytime something doesn't, anytime his team loses, Oh, it's bad officiating. Oh, somebody cheated. Oh, they found their way to, you know, to, to cheat and this, this, and that. But whenever Michigan wins, oh, yeah, that's us. That's Michigan. That's, you know, we're we're Wolverines, baby. We do this. We do that. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, dude, you're such a sore fucking loser, and he's such a sore winner, too. You know, yeah, it's his first time ever beating Ohio State. He's going to he's going to feel, you know, a type of way about it. He's going to feel like he's got, you know, he's Mr. Big Dick Rick, right? You're one in five. Ryan Day, you know, against Ryan Day, you're one in one. Same thing, Ryan Day, he's one in one against Jim Harborough. But but Jim Harborough was the little bitch that backed out of playing playing us last year. Because And he used COVID as an excuse. I don't care what you say. I don't care about anything. He's got the money. He's got the power in Michigan to fake COVID. Every Wolverine last year was terrified of playing us. I don't care what you say. There's nothing that you can do to change my mind. Harborough knew last year, our team last year, would have fucking annihilated them. So he should be one in fucking six right now. But no, he's only one in five. So he'll he'll have this. He'll have this little, he'll have this victory. He can say he's beaten the Buckeyes. And he didn't beat a weakened Ohio State. He didn't beat anything like that. Ohio State gave it their all. Like I said, they went out, they went out dying, you know, they went out trying their best. So, and I, and I'm okay with that. Surprisingly, I didn't cry, right? Oh, what? David didn't cry? I was very angry. I definitely went on a cussing tirade. Well, my dad and I both did. We both were fucking yelling and screaming at the TV, not only throughout the game, but as soon as the game ended, we were just like, what the fuck, man? Fuck, like we were all pissed off. So <clears throat> definitely was very, very upset, but I'm I'm reassured or I can I can take solace in the fact that Ryan Day holds grudges. 
Ryan Day has already proven to me, one, when he was an offensive coordinator, but two, when he took the reins from Urban Meyer. Because also, too, this is Ryan's day, Ryan, Ryan Day's first loss against a Big Ten opponent. He's coached Ohio State for three years, and he's only lost once to an in-conference game. He's only lost one in-conference game. That's phenomenal to me. That makes me happier than anything. That pff, I'm A-okay with that, 100%. Does it suck that it's to Michigan? Yeah. But he holds grudges. He's, man... If he wasn't already dedicated as he was to the you know to that game, next year he's going to come out and he's going to he's going to expose Michigan for who they are. A streaks have to start at some point, right? Undefeated streaks. Let let us start a new chapter. Just like you know, we lost to Clemson a couple years ago. Boom, we came back and we beat the shit out of Clemson this past season in the playoffs. He's already, you know, he's already conquered that. He's avenged his loss there. Now he gets to avenge his loss against Michigan. And an angry Ryan Day is a dangerous Ryan Day. So I'm excited to see what's going to happen next year. You know, we have some players that are going to be leaving us. They're going to be electing for the draft. But we got C.J. Stroud coming back. We got Jackson Smith and Jigbo, one of our receivers. you know. And then we have another receiver, Julian Fleming. He's going to get more play time. You know, I'm excited to see what we got because Ohio State in recruiting for 2020, excuse me, for 2022 and 2023, we're already the top one. We're already like the one and two spot for recruiting in those classes. So I'm really excited to see what happens in the future. Now we just got to look forward to the bowl game. That kind of, with Ohio State losing, you know, that means that my Saturdays are going to be free, you know, all the way until, you know, the next season starts. Because that's the one thing about me. I love Ohio State more than any other thing in my life. I look forward to watching Ohio State play every single Saturday. And I make it a point, and I'm pretty sure I've talked, I know for sure I've talked about this, but as, as again, as a refresher, if Ohio State is playing, I'm watching it. I don't care whose birthday, I don't care whose wedding, I don't care who's died, I don't care about anything. I'm watching my Buckeyes one way or another. I only missed one game this year. And it was because we, you know, we had to go to Houston. <laughs> you know, that that sucked, but we still won. You know, I was, you know, happy with that. We still won. I still have my Bill Millers, you know, but anything else takes anything else takes second fiddle to my Ohio State Buckeyes. But man it just sucks it just sucks damn all right well i'm gonna go ahead and take a quick little break and then when i'll be back i'll talk about my thanksgiving uh talked about some cool stuff and yeah we'll just kind of see where the episode goes from here all right brb
already and we're back. So a little bit more college football and then we'll go into then we'll go into uh, some NFL and then we'll move on to some other shit. We'll move on to some other shit. Literally, I was as soon as I stopped recording the the first segment, as soon as I stopped recording it, I get an alert from ESPN that Lincoln Riley, the head coach of the Oklahoma Sooners, I don't know for how many years, don't really give a shit either. The head coach of the Oklahoma Sooners, Lincoln Riley, has accepted a position at USC, the USC Trojans, as the head coach uh, starting next season. Yeah, I don't know about that one, Chief. Uh, Lincoln Riley's been okay over at Oklahoma. Uh, he's been decent, you know what I mean? They've had a couple playoff runs, you know, they, you know, a couple Big 12 games, you know, this, is and that, whatever, right? But I don't know, him going to USC, that's just a strange, that's a strange outlook. I could have seen him going to LSU, because the head coach of LSU, that alligator in human form, uh, he just played his last game, like, he just coached his last game last night, and that's kind of where the rumor mill was kind of shooting Lincoln Riley to, but or two, but I don't know. That's just a strange one. Um, I don't pay too much to the West Coast to the West Coast college football. Um, just again because I mostly pay attention to the Big Ten. That's the conference that I'm in. I dabble here and there with the SEC and with the and with even smaller than that, you know, with the Big Twelve. But I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> strange, but. I don't think Lincoln Riley is going to be super successful. I saw some people tweeting that they definitely see a championship coming USC's way, which is laughable. Um, I USC just isn't a contender like that to me. Even with the new coach, I just don't see it. At the same time, I can be 100% wrong. You know what I mean? I, I really don't know because I don't know about the recruiting. I don't know about their play style. I don't know anything about USC. But who knows who really cares even at that anyway. Um, also, too, as I was as I was scrolling through Twitter right now, I was I saw Ohio State is trending uh, because of the AP poll. Ohio State, you know, being at, uh, ranked number seven. I mostly saw a lot of shit talk from Michigan fans, you know, OK, whatever that's expected. They've been, you know, they've been struggling to beat us for 10 years. So I can understand the shit talk, whatever. And that's and that's something that I, I wanna I feel like I need to reiterate when it comes to shit talk. And this this kind of also segues into into the NFL. Um, you know, cause my team, you know, as I've mentioned a million times, my team is the Atlanta Falcons. Since that year we went to the Super Bowl, the Falcons haven't been anything to brag about. I know this, the Falcons know this, any Falcons fan knows this. Yeah, sure, have we won games? Of course, we just won today, we just beat Jacksonville. Barely, I should say, they started coming back in the second half, which is stupid, but, you know, um, yeah, really the only games I like the Falcons to win are the games against the Saints, you know, they're our biggest rivals, the Saints, you know, and of course the Cowboys, because I hate the Cowboys, but just as of late, I just don't expect the Falcons to win anything, you know, for the past few years, I, I doubt the Falcons will win anything. The Falcons are just trash. You know, I could spend hours talking about that, but I won't. So 
with college football, with college football, I don't tolerate any shit talk at all. Because my team is the Ohio State Buckeyes. One, I don't associate with any Michigan fans. So I can't take shit talk from them. Even at that one game in 10 years, I don't, I don't consider that whatever. Two, most of the people I do associate with are either Longhorns fans, A&M fans, or Texas Tech fans. Or UTSA fans. But none, none of those fan bases have room to talk shit about whatever. Yeah, you can hate Ohio State. Yeah, you can, you know, you can say whatever you want. Doesn't mean nothing. Because look at the fucking team you're going for. <laughs> you know what I mean? Shit talking is just annoying. Like, when it comes to college football, like, unless your team is like Alabama, like who we lost to, if it was Clemson, you know, who we lost to a couple years ago. Things like that are teams that do put up a serious threat to Ohio State. Then I can be like, oh, damn, you know, then I'll engage in some shit talk. You know, perfect example, you know, look back the week that we lost to Oregon. You know, throughout the game, my father-in-law was texting me talking shit about, you know, the Ohio State Buckeyes, the Ohio State Buckeyes, ha ha, LMAO, they lost. We lost by a touchdown. And then, oh man, it you sh- it was it was delicious to see the look on his face because we went out to Big Lou's Pizza that night. Um, I forgot what we were celebrating. I think he just got back into town or something because uh, he travels for work. But we went out to Big Lou's Pizza, and of course they have the Longhorns game on. They were playing the Arkansas Razorbacks. Man, the Razorbacks just fucking butt fucked UT all up and down that field, and it was gorgeous to see. Gorgeous to see. Lost by more than a touchdown. So that's what I'm saying. I'm like, look, UT fans, you can't talk shit about anything about Ohio State. Yeah, you can, uh Ohio State lost, uh Ohio State ain't making the playoffs. Yeah, but look at UT, losing six games in a row. What was it, uh, five or six games in a row? Couldn't be Ohio State. <laughs> you know, yeah, I can't speak to the future. Maybe everything could be, you know, things can be completely reversed in the future. But for this season, can't talk shit about it. Ohio State lost. <laughs> yeah, whatever. I do not care. Do not care. Especially my little brother-in-law. My little brother-in-law, he just got his first cell phone. So, like, if Ohio State's down by a touchdown, he'll text me. E, that must suck. And then I'm like, it's just the first quarter. And then he doesn't respond back to me, you know, until the end of the game. <laughs> you know, oh, man, that was a good win you guys had. I'm like, get out of my face, Ito. Get out of my face. Like, you were just talking shit. You can't compliment them. So yeah, so unless your team is any, unless your college team is a serious contender, you could talk shit all you want. Just know that it's waste. You're wasting your own breath because it doesn't get a rise out of me. I don't engage in it because it's beneath me. It's beneath my time. You know what I mean? Like it's just it's so stupid. It's annoying. And then on the other spectrum, when it comes to the Falcons. I know the Falcons suck. Like, oh my god. Like I like I already knew. I had to just like I posted on Facebook earlier in the day. I was like, look, I already know the Falcons are going to lose. I do not care. Still, aha, we them boys, we them boys, ha ha ha, blah blah blah. Take this L. Getting messaged and stuff all day, and I was just like, oh my god. 
And I stand by it. Cowboys fans are the most annoying fan base in the entire world. That's why I go out of my way to just like, ah, like be a sore fucking, like, even though I don't care about any of the teams that win against, you know, Dallas, like, I don't give a fuck about the Broncos. I don't give a fuck about the Raiders. You know what I mean? But to see, to see the Cowboys lose brings me joy because I hate the fan base so much. The fan base of the Dallas Cowboys is just the worst fan base in the NFL. They're worse than Tom Brady Dick Riders. They're just, ugh, they're the worst. I think they're worse than Alabama Crimson Tide fans too, even on that. Because Alabama fans are hella annoying. Because <laughs> especially, because a lot of Alabama fans I know don't, never even step foot in that state. So it's like, I don't know why you're a fucking Crimson Tide fan. But anyway, so this past Thanksgiving, this past Thanksgiving, this Thanksgiving, this past Thursday, <laughs> Dallas played the, the Las Vegas Raiders. Ended up losing in overtime. Man, my heart could not be happier. I was just like, man. Because in all, in, in all reality, I don't give a shit who wins. I don't care. I was just glad that the Falcons weren't playing on Thanksgiving because then I wouldn't have to see them lose on Thanksgiving. Because it seems like the Falcons always play the Saints on Thanksgiving in the nighttime game. So I finally got a, I finally got a Thanksgiving-free loss. You know what I mean? A loss-free Thanksgiving. I don't know how to talk today. But man... Being in my in-laws, well, they're all huge Cowboys fans, and watching them lose, whoo-wee, brings my heart joy. Brings my heart joy. Because I said, I said, I said after the, after the, I said, I said, I said, it sounded like Falkhorn Lickhorn. <laughs> after the Falcons lost, and, you know, everyone's all bragging to me, this, this, and that, I said, I was like, hey, there's plenty of time for Dallas to go 8-8. Eight and eight. And they're still, and they're getting closer and closer to that as we speak, so... Um, I just think Cowboys fans just need to mark their, mark their words and watch their days because it's coming. <laughs> it's coming. And not even going to lie, the Cowboys were off to a fantastic start this year. I was all like, damn, Dallas really got it going. They really got the engines firing up. Dak is, Dak is 100% in tune with everything, but I don't know. Oh, we didn't have CeeDee Lamb or Murray Cooper this past game. Uh, boo fucking who? I thought Dak Prescott was the chosen one. I thought Dak was the golden child that will take you to the Super Bowl. Man, oh, man. I do want to see Dallas go to the Super Bowl, but I want to see them play, like, just, like, a top team from the AFC. I don't care which team it is, just any top contender from the AFC just to get their asses humiliated on a on the grandest stage of them all for football. God, I hate the Dallas Cowboys so much. And you know what? I don't even know when I started hating the Cowboys. Let's talk about that for a minute. I just know I've never been a Dallas Cowboys fan. I know that for a fact. And I never really watched football growing up. I was more of a basketball kid. But, you know, the story, the condensed story. I didn't have a favorite football team until I played Madden 05. When I hit random team and the Falcons popped up, yada, 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 right? But just as I got older, you know, my friends and, you know, and this, this, and that, that were Cowboys fans, oh, we're going to the Super Bowl. You know, those memes are true. Even before the season starts, you have Cowboys fans saying, we're going to the Super Bowl. 
And it's like, no, you guys aren't. You guys suck. Like, in watching the Cowboys play, they suck. My dad watched Cowboys games at home. Whenever he was off on a Sunday and football game was on, he would watch the Cowboys. And I watched the Cowboys, and I'm like, damn, this team really stinks. Like, they, they lose all the time. You know, I've always associated the Cowboys with losing. Oh, yeah, we got five rings. We got five rings. Yeah, you got five rings back when I was still shitting in diapers. Like, that doesn't matter now. You know, look at the team now. No, Nobody on that team from the 90s is associated with the Dallas Cowboys today. So you can't keep riding the coattails of your former glory. You know? Just like just like with the Atlanta Falcons, I can't, I can't keep saying, oh, we went to the Super Bowl. We're good. We went to the Super Bowl. No, that team went to the Super Bowl. This team now is fucking five and, you know, five and six, barely beating the Jets and barely beating the fucking Jacksonville Jaguars. You know what I mean? Like, that's not a team to brag about. You know, so we'll see what happens. But that's I had to caveat caveat that shit when it comes to shit talking. So, like, when I talk shit about the Dallas Cowboys, I'm doing it maliciously. I'm doing it specifically because I love seeing all the Cowboys fans get so butthurt. But when it comes to Ohio State, Ohio State is the only team that I legitimately can talk shit because the Ohio State Buckeyes back it up. You know, even if we look at it, yeah, we lost to Michigan, but overall for the record, we're 10 and 2. We only lost two games all year. And we lost we lost two games to two strong playoff contenders. Well, Oregon at the time was a playoff contender, not so much now, but it's like, you know what I mean? It's like we lost to two strong dominant teams. Who did UT lose to? Fucking Kansas, Arkansas. Get out of here. You know, fucking unranked teams. Unranked. Oh, God. God bless. And that's what I'm saying. In 20, I think it's the year 2024 or 2025. Because college football, they put their schedules out all the way, you know, so many years in advance. Ohio State plays UT in Columbus in one of those years, 2024 or 2025. One, I definitely would like to go just to go to a game. But, ooh-wee. Ooh-wee. That's going to, man, that's going to be like if we were playing a fucking high school team. Like, that's going to be fucking awesome to see Ohio State kick the shit out of UT. I remember the only other time I remember us playing UT was back when I was in middle school. And holy hell, we don't, man, we fucking, we showed them why we're the Big Ten. We showed them why we're a fucking, you know, contender. Woo! But of course, that was years and years and years ago. It was before the playoffs and all of that. But god damn, was that a good time. Anyway, what else was I going to say about college football? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like I said, sorry, guys. This is going off script. This is going off of a of no writing. But people yesterday started tweeting that our head coach, the Buckeyes head coach, Ryan Day, should be fired. Now, that is a very bold take. I don't agree with that 100%. I love Ryan Day. Ryan Day is a great head coach. Look at the stats. In three years, in three years of coaching Ohio State, he's only lost four games. Right? Four games. He lost to Oregon. He lost to Michigan. He lost to Clemson. And he lost to Alabama. 
Four games. Four games in three seasons. That's that's a pretty good, you know, that's a pretty good head coach right there. You know, imagine if the Cowboys only lost, you know, four games in three years. Imagine if the Longhorns only lost that many. You guys would be fucking ecstatic. I'm ecstatic. He's led us to the playoffs two years in a row. One of those led us to a national championship game. He has a he has a very calm, collected demeanor. He knows how to have fun with the team. He knows how to develop quarterbacks, which that's why I'm not ragging too hard on C.J. Stroud because, like I said, I have to remind myself, he's a freshman. Ryan Day is only going to sculpt him to be even better. He's the quarterback whisperer. So I don't think Ryan Day needs to be fired. I think that's being excessive. I think that's just more more emotion speaking than anything else. Who needs to be fired, though, is our defensive coordinator. Our defensive coordinator has kind of just been dwindling and dwindling. I forget his name, but I know what he looks like. He's just like this old, grumpy-looking old white man. His quality has kind of just been declining. And the reason for that being is that he's just relying on the talent to just kind of execute and think on their own. You know, which when you look at it, he definitely had a lot of talent. You know, he had Chase Young, the Bosa brothers. You know, he had fucking a Jeff Akuda. You know. He had Ward. Like, he had all of these strong players on defense that, yeah, you know, he only had to kind of be like, hey, tweak this, look at this, and then you guys are going to be set because he had strong defenses. We lost a big a big majority of the players we lost this past season going into this year was defense. We lost a lot of defense. So he needed to step up, and he didn't do that. They had a different coach. I think a lineman coach we had. I forget what position, but he was a specific position coach. He kind of took over in the defensive spot, but they still had our DC up in the booth kind of helping out with calling the shots. You know what I mean? So I don't know. Our defensive coordinator, maybe. But our head coach, no, no, no. Ryan Day is perfectly fine. I don't think it's gone to anywhere near that level. And I think a majority of the players and a majority of the Ohio State Buckeye fans can say the same thing. I don't think he needs to go anywhere. He's right. He's perfect where he's at. And again, this is only his third season as a head coach. You know what I mean? Cut him some slack. <laughs> so it was like, Jesus Christ. But anyway, enough about football. I've talked about football for, for almost an hour now at this point. So let's go ahead and move it on to something else. So I talked about how you know, I was going to I was going to do my whole thing with this, you know, with this show, which I definitely am starting this week where I'm going to record like 30 to 45 minutes a day, you know, and just talk about the day, talk about what I did, see if there was anything trending, see if there's anything that I can talk about, you know what I mean? And just kind of make this like more of a personable podcast. You know, make this more like a hey, this is the day in the life of me cuz is anybody really listening? Ha ha ha, pun pun pun, right? You know what I mean? So I didn't get to do that this week. So let me go ahead and break it down. Let me break down the past week of what I did. Monday. 
didn't do anything. I think I just came home, came home, ate dinner, and then just watched TV and went to bed. So nothing really exciting happened there. Tuesday. Tuesday, I actually did go do something. Tuesday, I went out to go play Magic uh, with my buddy Gabe. Um, Even though there was a little bit of miscommunication on that because when I woke up, I saw... I saw my buddy had sent me a post for a comic book store here in San Antonio, or not not a comic book store, excuse me, a game shop here in San Antonio called the the Printed Meeple. He sent me one. He sent me their Instagram post that said that um, they were having a Commander night, which I've talked about. Commander is a there's Magic the Gathering, and then within that game, there's a format called Commander, and that's the format that I that I prefer to play. That's my favorite, and that's what I have the most fun doing, especially with the guys that taught me how to play. So he sent me that post, and I was like, okay, cool. Yeah, I definitely want to do that. Like, I want to check it out. If you heard me fart, I apologize. Safety. Um, <laughs> so I was like, yeah. So when I saw the post, I saw it at like 8 o'clock in the morning. He sent it kind of early. So I was like, okay. And when I looked at the time, it said that that, that post was made nine hours ago. So I was like, okay, so if that was made nine hours ago, they posted that like the day before at like 11 p.m. or something. I was like, oh, okay, cool. So that means that means tonight's the commander night. Because I read I read what time it was posted. And I was like, okay, yeah. <laughs> so all of us were like, yeah, we're all down to play. Like we're down. So I was like, oh, hell yeah. You know, so Tuesday night, I you know, or Tuesday, I'm texting Leslie, and I'm like, hey, I want to go play Commander with the guys tonight. Oh, okay, cool. You know, you know, Leslie's all happy for me. I'm getting out of the house. I get to play because I don't get to play Magic that much. You know what I mean? I play Magic on my phone, but it's not the same. Like, I prefer playing in person because, like I said, my preferred format is the Commander format, and on the mobile app game, it doesn't have Commander. It's just the standard game. You know, which is cool, but the games go by faster. They're just, eh. I like more of the strategy and the the intensity of Commander games. So, cool. So, I'm texting the guys, yeah, you know, I get off at 4.30. You know, like, I'll come home and change and stuff. And then I'll head over there because the, command, cause the game night started at 6. So, I get off of work. I'm all excited. I drive home and I get home and... And I text, you know, you know, and I text the guys who's excited for tonight. And then they all text back. Well, what's tonight? And I was like, what do you mean? And I was like the commander night. And they're like, no, that's tomorrow. That's Wednesday. And I was like, what? No, it's not. I was like, that's tonight. I was like, their post said, I was like, they posted that late Monday night saying tomorrow, meaning today. No. And I was like, yeah, look at the time that it was posted. So sure enough, I went on Facebook and I messaged them on Facebook. I was like, hey, is the commander night tonight or tomorrow night, <laughs> meaning Wednesday? And they said it was Tuesday night. So I sent them a screenshot. I'm like, look, they, they say it's tonight. <laughs> oh, well, then I can't go. Then everybody's schedule started coming up. And I was like, damn it. So I was all bummed. And I was like, well, my night's ruined. And I was like, man, like, because I look, that just sucked. I looked forward to it all day long. And then right before I get ready to go, never mind. But luckily, Gabe came in clutch. Gabe came in clutch. He was was like, hey, well, I could either play tonight or tomorrow night. And I was like, well, I want to play tonight. Like, you know, I look forward to it all day. 
you know, I thought I had plans on Wednesday, so I was like, I want to do it tonight. So me and Gabe went. We had a blast. I was a little nervous to play at a at a game shop again, just like how I played at that one store called Gamers Gym. Um, because when I went, I got my ass kicked. I got my ass handed to me. You know what I mean? I played like the biggest nerds in all of San Antonio, and they like made me feel like I was a moron. They made me feel like I was a loser, you know, because I don't spend fucking, you know, thousands upon dollars on one deck just to buy all these stupid cards. You know what I mean? So I was a little hesitant to go. And then, you know, Gabe, he's such an outgoing guy. He was like, yeah, let's find some people and start playing with them. And we ended up meeting these two dudes. One of them's name was David and the other's name was DJ. And we played with them. We played several games with them. They were going at good paces. You know what I mean? And they had pretty strong decks, but they, you know, not decks that were like turn two, turn three wins, you know? So it was really fun. And we played, we ended up closing the shop down and, uh, yeah, so that was pretty cool. And the store, I had never heard of this store before called the printed meeple. It's over on, uh, Nacogdoches and Parabital. And it was really cool. Um, they have a lot of Magic the Gathering stuff. They have a lot of board games, accessories for board games and stuff like that. So um, next paycheck, I'll probably go, maybe kind of scope it out, see if I could find anything cool or anything. And it's a local store, so that's that's pretty dope too. I'm really big about supporting local and everything like that. So if you guys are into board games or if you guys like playing Magic or pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh, anything like that go check out the printed meeple they got just tons and tons and tons of stuff and tons of board games and everything that you can look at so uh yeah printed meeple it, i think it's officially on nacogdoches but it's it's on like that area where nacogdoches turns into parent vital so it's in that general vicinity so i um, mean it's kind of far if you live where i live in the in the sea world area but i i definitely go say check it out also, too, uh, last week, last weekend, I also checked out a another local store called the Night the Night's Watch, something like that. It had like a medieval name. Um, that place was cool. If you're more into D and D, in that kind of in that regard, they had more D and D accessories and more D and D and those types of game type stuff. They had a very small selection of Magic the Gathering, so that's probably a place I won't go back anytime soon um that might be like a last resort like man i really want to find like you know i really want to find these boosters and everywhere else is sold out but i think the printed meeple is going to be another place that's going to be a regular go-to for me um so so that was fun i i appreciate gabe going out you know spending time with me on that that was pretty dope uh i just wish i could play magic more i know i've said that a million times and a quick caveat, I I also feel bad when it comes to these when it comes to these episodes. The more and more that I do, because in all reality, I'm not a really exciting guy. And I feel like I've told so many stories and talked about so many things that I honestly don't remember a lot of what I've talked about or if I've already told a story. And I just feel bad for you guys who listen and don't have horrible memory like I do when you're like, oh, great, David's telling this story again. You know what I mean? Like, I feel bad. Hopefully I don't do that a whole lot. But if you guys still listen to it, man, Jesus Christ, I love you guys. But yeah, um, you know, that was anyway, back to my story. Back That was Tuesday night. Wednesday. What did we do Wednesday? Oh, 
I remember Wednesday, Leslie and I decided to go out and do DoorDash. Typically, typically Wednesday night, the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, that's usually when my family, that's when we celebrate Thanksgiving. Because my dad, he just retired. My dad worked at Walmart, you know, my whole adult, my whole life. And Thanksgiving, you know, that's when they started doing their Black Friday deals and stuff. So um, when I was younger, my dad never really worked on Thanksgiving. But the more and more the Black Friday sales, like the earlier they started and stuff, my dad always worked on Thanksgiving. So the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, he was off. And that's when we would have it. And we would call it Claire's Giving. You know, my mom would do the whole, you know, the turkey, the pies, the, you know, the sides and all that stuff. We would do that on that Wednesday before. Well, this year, because my dad's now retired, this is the first Thanksgiving where he's, you know, retired. My, you know, we decided to do it on actual Thursday. So, which kind of stunk because, you know, I was looking forward to that, you know, Wednesday, you know, too, because then, you know, because I go to my in-laws, that's, that's the routine that Leslie and I have had, you know, for the past seven years, you know, yeah, past seven years, well, technically eight, this is our eighth Thanksgiving yeah, holy shit. So the past eight years, almost a whole decade, you know, Wednesday and my parents for Thanksgiving and then Thursday, her parents, it just, it makes everything smooth. You know what I mean? It like, it, it eliminates the argument about who's spending time with who and this, this and that, you know, Thanksgiving is always one of the easier holidays to kind of just handle. Boom, we're done. We're good. Plus, you know, both my parents make phenomenal meals. Her parents make phenomenal meals and I want to stuff my face have both of them, but it's like, dang it, if I'm going to go to two Thanksgivings in one day, I gotta, I gotta eat a little bit here, then eat a little bit there, you know what I mean, so anyway, so Wednesday, since we weren't doing anything, Leslie and I decided we're going to go out and do DoorDash, yeah, it's the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, a lot of play, a lot of people are probably buying up a lot of shit, this, this, and that, Bill Miller's might be popping, because people, like, you know, delivering their Thanksgiving meals and this, this and that, man, we're probably going to make a fucking killing. Well, we go online Man, what time did we go online? Probably about five 30 or so. Went online about five 30. <laughs> There's a spot. I always go online. I go on. Cause I mean, since I live, you know, here in the Seaworld area, I go to Petrenko and I go to that. If you're here in San Antonio, I go to that little shopping center or that little restaurant center, I should say, that has the the Buffalo Wild Wings go, the Jersey Mike's, the Taqueria Arandas, you know what I mean? Right there on Petrenko. It's the light right before the HEB. And I always go and I park right there because that's a very good spot to start at. Because you already got three restaurants right there in that same parking lot that do deliver through DoorDash. Then you also have the Panda Express and the Chick-fil-A that are just in the parking lot right over. So it's like that's a good spot right there for five, five for sure restaurants where you can get an order from. Well, lo and behold, I go online. I get assigned a Jersey Mike's order. Hmm. Accept it. Seven bucks. Oh, okay. It was only seven dollars for like two miles. So I'm like, yeah, that's that's good. You know, that's definitely way over a dollar a mile. So yeah, let me accept it. 
I hit accept and nothing happened. It put me right back like on the map, like if I was available for an order. I was like, hmm, that was weird. I was like, maybe, I guess maybe it's some, because sometimes it happens. You know, maybe it just at that exact moment that I, you know, hit accept, maybe the customer canceled the order, right? Who knows? <laughs> All right, well, I was like, okay, well, I guess I'm available. And I just kept sitting and available. Leslie usually goes the opposite end of Petrenko. She usually glows, because I go, I hang out air in the Petrenko 1604 area. Leslie usually goes down to the Petrenko 151 area. So, so she ends up coming to the same parking lot as I am. And I was like, hmm. And Leslie goes, she's like, hey, have you gotten anything yet? And I'm like, no. I was like, I'm just, I was like, I got a Jersey Mike's, but I was like, after I accepted it, it went away. And she goes, yeah, that keeps happening to me too. And I'm like, oh shit, don't even tell me. Because every now and then, like when it gets extra busy, the DoorDash, the Dasher app, like where we use to collect orders and stuff, it'll go down. For as big as a company as DoorDash is, they really have horrible service when it comes to, they have her horrible servers when it comes to handling traffic. So, so they will take, let me take a look. So I hop up on Twitter, I type in DoorDash outage, and sure enough, just tweet after tweet after tweet after tweet. Everyone's talking about the same thing. The DoorDash support app is talking about there is a known outage, this and that. So I'm like, man, you've got to be fucking kidding me. You know what I mean? It's not like we necessarily needed the extra money or anything. But, you know, I was broke. I'd already paid all the bills, you know. So I'm just kind of like, oh, man, that just that extra money could have been cool for Black Friday shopping, you know, to buy a couple things. Well, I'm just like, well, yeah, it says there's an outage and there's no estimated time to, you know, for it to come back up. So then I'm like, well, let me see what it looks like for a customer. Let me go open the actual DoorDash app for like if you're going to go order food. So I open the DoorDash app and sure enough, DoorDash has everything closed. You can only place pickup orders. So I'm like, man, so if DoorDash is closed, that means no orders are coming in. Nobody's placing any orders, meaning that whenever the whenever the issues do get fixed, that means there's not going to be any fucking orders to go deliver because DoorDash isn't accepting any orders. And then that sucked because then say before the outage, if you placed any order, none of the dashers are getting assigned any orders. So your food is just sitting there at the restaurant just getting super cold. So it's a big clusterfuck. It's just a big like, God damn it, this sucks. Well, somehow Leslie got a fucking Panda Express order. She accepted it. It went through. She picked it up. And I'm still waiting for an order. Now, she called me after she picked it up. And she said, yeah, there's like tons of orders. Like they're super backed up with all the orders that have been placed. And no one's come to pick them up. And I'm like, damn, you know what I mean? Like that sucks. And then, too, because then imagine being the dasher that does get it picked up because then the de- then the fucking customer is going to harass you nonstop. Like, hello, hello, this thing's still on. Sorry for that weird little cut or that weird little moment. Uh, Leslie called me in the middle of recording, so pff, pff, oh, I've got a cat here in my mouth. Ugh, 
So yeah, Leslie record, uh, called me in the middle of that recording. So anytime I get a call or anything, it just stops dead in the tracks. Uh, but that's that's on me. I forgot to tell Leslie I was recording because she's out doing more DoorDash. Um, but anyway, yeah. Damn it. I got a cat here in my mouth, y'all. What the hell? Ew. Yeah, I got spit out your hair, bud. Perks of being a cat owner. But yeah, anyway, in a nutshell, uh, yeah, just DoorDash is fucking up. It's And now it's kind of like, uh, oh. Well, lo and behold, I finally get assigned an order. I get assigned a $49 Walmart order. That's right. You heard me correctly. $49. Well, it was pretty much, it's a, it was five orders in one. So it was, so it was pretty, it was almost, you know, 10 bucks of delivery, 10 bucks an order. And I wasn't going to accept it. Because Walmart orders fucking suck. I hate Walmart. I don't know why Walmart partnered with DoorDash or whatever. Because it's the worst. The absolute worst. Orders are never ready. You wait forever for assistance. And they're just so rude. Like all the Walmart employees are just so rude when you're there to pick up a fucking order. I just don't get it. I don't get what's all the hostility with all this shit. You know what I mean? I don't get it. Well, anyway. And I was all like, oh, yeah. Walmart's going to be really popping. Because it's probably a lot of the, like, a lot of grocery deliveries. A lot of grocery orders. Okay, cool. So, at this point, it's like 6, it's like 6.30-ish, 6-something. You know what I mean? Because those the outages lasted forever, but I wanted to stay online just in case they came back up. Well, okay, cool, whatever. I accept it because it's 49 bucks. I figure, hey, you know what? I'll do this one because it's going to catch me up to maybe what I would have been at if, you know, if it wasn't so, like, if there wasn't that many issues. Well... I accept it and I look because you get to see a small preview of the map of where you're going and everything looked like it was in the like the 1604 and Highway 90 area. No apartment complexes, which was awesome. I hate delivering to apartment complexes, especially Walmart deliveries because it never fails. Anytime I do actually take a Walmart delivery, it ends up being to an apartment complex and they always order the most fucking grocery items ever. And I'm like, what? Like, it sucks. And then they never tip. So Walmart, the Walmart experience for DoorDash drivers just fucking sucks all around. So it looked like there were no apartment complexes. Everything was in the general area. So I was all like, cool, cool, cool. This is going to be easy. So then I get to Walmart. I park in the area that's designated, you know, for like the grocery pickup and everything. So then after, you know, I put, you know, I marked myself arrived at store Then I can see a little bit more of the details. And then it wasn't even grocery items. It was just like items, like regular, like site to store packages. And everybody only had one package. So I was all like, oh, even better. Like, this is going to be dope. I'm going to blaze through this shit like nothing. So I sit there. I'm there for five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes. And I'm like, man, what is going on? And it is busy. 
I will give them that. It is fucking busy. It is the day before Thanksgiving after all. And there's cars lined up. I went to the Walmart that's on Petrenko in 1604. That's a pretty busy Walmart. And the area to where you go for the grocery pickup, it's very narrow. It's not a huge space. So when you're in a pot, when you're in a when you're in one of those reserve spots, and they're all filled up, they only have 17 reserve spots, and I was in spot number 16, so I'm at the very end, you know. There was cars lined up both ways trying to get in, waiting for a spot. And I'm looking, and I'm trying to take a look around, and I'm peeking my head out the window and stuff, and I don't see anybody receiving any help. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? And I'm just sitting there, and I'm just sitting there. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck this. When it hit, once it hit the 30-minute mark, I was all like, that's it. This is such a waste of time. I was like, because I was like, I'm not like these employee. I'm not getting any help. You call the number that's on the sign to like, you know, to call in to check in, you know, because in the DoorDash app, DoorDash, once you check in, when you hit what spot number you're in, the system will send their little iPad thingies an alert. So that way they know where to take what order to which car. Well, nobody was helping me. So I was like, you know what? I unassigned all of the orders. And I was like, I'm just going to go try to find something else. Well, sure enough, as soon as I unassigned the order, ding, Walmart order. Nope, declined it. Ding, another Walmart order. Nope, declined it. Ding, Walmart. Ding, Walmart. Ding, ding, ding. You get the point. Nothing but fucking Walmart orders came in. And then I tried. I was like, well, you know what? Let me get out of this area. So I paused my dash. I went all the way down Petrenko, like to Petrenko on 151. Go back online, ding, Walmart, but it's the Walmart that I used to work at, store number 2239, the one over there off of Military and 410. And I was like, nah, fuck this. So I ended up just going offline. I was like, fuck that. I was like, I'm not doing DoorDash tonight. I've wasted, I wasted like almost two hours worth of gas. I sat at Walmart for half an hour and didn't get nowhere. So I was like, yeah, I'm not doing any Walmart orders. This is all a bunch of bullshit. So I ended up, I ended my dash, started driving home. Well, sure enough, Leslie called me too. She was like, yeah, I only was able to do two orders and both of them took forever. And all I keep getting is Walmart orders. So I was like, you know what, babe? Fuck it. Just come home. Come home and we'll just relax. We'll hang out here at the house. We won't do nothing. So, okay, cool. Hey, bud, get off me. So we ended up just coming home and we had dinner and we watched and we watched that new movie, The Guilty, the one on Netflix with uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, that movie fucking sucked, but I'll be right back. Leslie's here to pick me up. We're about to run a couple errands. Then whenever we're done, I'll come back on to finish up the episode. Like I said, I didn't really have an event filled week, so it's not really going to be a long episode. But I am going to try to talk to you guys as long as I can. So, BRB. Alrighty, and we are back. Well, I know, I know I left off where Leslie was just coming to pick me up. 
And I think I talked about the movie The Guilty. Yes. Yes, because I was talking about DoorDash. See, this is why I can't this is why I can't really do a show with no script or no outline. Because then I get all confused. You guys are listening to this in one concurrent like sitting. So, cause now today's Monday, today's Monday night. So, <laughs> so I never came back. I never started recording again. And so, um, yeah, you're probably like, Oh, it's Monday. David didn't post the episode Sunday night. Like he said he was. Well, yeah. Uh, Leslie and I, we ended up, uh, last night, uh, we ended up, uh, going to go, uh, she picked up in like an online order she made a long time ago. Finally came in, so we went and picked that up. Then we went to go we went to go hang out over at Pure Joy Toys, which is a local toy shop. Um they sell Funko Pops, they do have Pokemon cards, magic cards, um retro video games. Um they started doing that. I've kind of seen their collection get bigger and bigger. But the owner of that store, the guy, the guy that owns that store, his fiance is like BFFs with Leslie. Um they they met in this squishmallow group and their friendship kind of blossomed from that. Um so yeah, and I've gone to I've gone to that shop a few times. I think I've may have mentioned it a couple times, giving them a plug here on my podcast, but um yeah, the dude's really really cool. Um that store is really dope. It's really clean. Um, if you love collecting Funko Pops, it's it's a gold mine. Like they have tons of commons and rares and everything and exclusives. Um, so if you if you're into collecting Funko Pops, definitely check them out. Um, even even if you're not into Funko Pops, I mean they're a local store. You know they're they're all things nerdy. You know so definitely go check them out. But uh, yeah, we went and I hung out there for uh, for a little bit and it's pretty cool. Every time I get, uh, every time I buy a booster pack or if anytime I buy like magic cards there, I end up pulling like a very valuable card. The last time I bought a booster pack from them, I ended up pulling a $42 card out of an $8 booster pack. You know what I mean? Like that, like, I don't know. There's just something about that store. It's just, it's really good look. But yeah, um, we went, we went there. Um, we hung out there for a little bit. And then we went to, uh, we had Whataburger for dinner and then, um, came home. And as we, as we got home, Leslie was, Leslie was looking at Twitter and she saw that the Santico's page, the Santico's Twitter page, um, posted that the Spider-Man, uh, no way home tickets were going on sale or Sunday night at like around 1120 PM. So I was like, holy shit. But of course, you know, the the tickets go on sale, you know, when everyone's broke after Thanksgiving and after Black Friday. Oh, here's Beerus. Hey, bud. So uh, because I had originally talked about me and LB, you know, we we'd already made plans like, yeah, we're going to the movie. But then uh, I was like, oh, I'm broke. So luckily he was able to come in clutch, you know, last minute kind of. Like, hey, bro, you think you get the tickets? And, of course, I'm going to pay him back for Leslie and I's ticket, you know, when I get paid. And he was all like, yeah. And he pff, he did it like nothing. LB is a real fucking one, man. So, but he got him. He got him. He is not a night owl at all. And he stayed up to to get us uh, all four tickets. So we are going 
The viewing is secured. We Leslie LB, Leslie I LB and his wife. I just don't like calling her Mrs. LB. Um, you know, all four of us are going to go see it on December 16th, that Thursday before it comes out, 7 o'clock p.m. Santico's Casablanca. It's going to be awesome. I cannot wait. Cannot wait. Um, yeah, so what I'm going to go ahead and do is I'm going to go ahead and end the episode right here because now, since it's Monday, I am going to be starting the new the new uh, trend that I talked about, the new format that I'm, that I'm going to be, how I'm going to be recording. So like I said, ah, beer is biting my foot. So like I said, this episode is probably going to be shorter, you know, from what's been coming out recently, but from here on out, the episodes are going to be pretty lengthy, um, which 99% of you guys want that anyway. Hey bud, stop it. Hey, He's attacking my legs. Yeah, so 99% of you guys want longer episodes anyway, um, which is really cool. I just, it blows my mind that you guys are not sick of listening to me talk and ramble and complain and be ugly and be negative. I'm surprised you guys still want this content. So as long as you guys keep, you know, listening, I'm going to keep posting it. So uh, I appreciate all the love. I appreciate, you know, uh, you guys are actually listening to the advertisement. I saw it spike after the last episode. I think it went up like 20 cents, Um, you know, so thank you guys so much for listening to the ad. Um, Keep doing that. Uh, We're going to have a big celebration uh, once uh, we hit the $15. Uh, Hell, maybe I even may give that $15 away like in a gift card or something to one of the lucky viewers, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see how broke I am by the time I get the 15 bucks. So, but no, I'm just kidding, guys. I love you guys. And techn- really, honestly, technically, what I'm going to do is, because um, I'm going to be going to the gym tonight. Matt and I, uh, we have started working out together. We've hit a few setbacks. <laughs> some stuff's popped up with me. Some stuff's popped up with him. Um, you know, so it's just like as soon as we started to hit the gym, all this BS popped up. So, but he, you know, we're both agree- in agreement. Tonight, you know, starting this week, four days a week minimum, you know, that we have to we have to hit the gym. So, you know, I'm definitely I'm trying to get rid of this dad bot a little bit. Um, So, yeah, so I'm going to go ahead and end it here and then I'll see you guys next week. I'll see you guys next Sunday. So thank you guys. I love you. Bye.